And now, it's time for your Low Country Real Estate Market Update. It's the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Brian is one of the top 1% real estate agents in Charleston. Here's your host, Brian Beatty. Good morning, Charleston, and welcome to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Welcome to 2024. Gosh, my 11th year of being on this program, helping you guys understand the real estate market, the trends within it, and the process of buying and selling a home in the Charleston area so that by listening to the show, you understand not just what's going on in the market overall, locally, regionally, nationally, but you also understand some of the trends within the marketplace right now, right? How are buyers behaving? How are sellers behaving? How can you take that information and use it to your advantage to not only be an informed consumer, but and, and, and expect more from your real estate agent and ultimately have the best possible real estate transaction. That's what this show is all about. So thanks for joining me this morning. Uh, you know, 11 years I've been on this program. This is my 19th year selling real estate. And I feel like that time has flown by. But for those of you that haven't listened to this show before, um, you know, I've been selling real estate here locally uh, for, gosh, almost 20 years now. We've we've done over, about a billion dollars worth of real estate transactions here in this local market. Um, you know, represented about 1,500 folks in that span of time. And so I relay my experiences to you so that, again, you're an informed consumer. And we have had no shortage of, I'll just say drama, right, in real estate. It's been a very tumultuous real estate market uh, over the past year. Now, we do have some silver lining to that, and I'm going to share that today. I'm going to share, you know, there's a report that comes out around this time every year that talks about the design and the renovation and decor that will be most popular this year. And we have a lot of folks that contact us that are thinking about renovating or remodeling their home. Maybe they're interested in buying something and flipping it. Maybe they're thinking of just doing some things to the property to get it ready to sell. Maybe they're looking at doing a full renovation to try and take their existing home that might be a bit outdated and turn it into something that they can then sell for a premium. So I'm going to share some of that information with you. I want to talk about the, just the process of if you're going to rent, repair or renovate your home, how you should go about that process. That's something that we help people save a lot of time, money, and frustration on. So I want to talk about that and, and just kind of bounce around with a few other topics here. Uh, we've, we, we've got some great news to share, I think. You know, we've got still a very vibrant real estate market locally in in relation to other markets, not just in other areas of the state, but of course, in other areas of the country. In fact, uh, there was a report that just came out that uh, Somerville is the number five zip code in the country for, um, and they measure that by properties that hit the market that go under contract within 90 days. So Somerville, very hot market. And, you know, there's, there's been an, an incredible amount of growth out there. It's also one of the places that's kind of left to grow into. Somerville's a large place, right? There's still a lot of land, relatively inexpensive land that can be purchased, developed, and built upon so that builders can still turn a profit. It's very challenging to do that in other areas of this market because of the land cost and the fact that material costs and labor costs are still high. You know, Johns Island is still, uh, you know, screaming with new construction opportunities. And we've got several other pockets that are, that are doing very well from a new construction perspective. 
Somerville topped uh, the list, at least here locally, at number five in the entire country. But then there was a separate report that came out, uh, and it was a report by U-Haul. And it talked about the um, the top 10 cities in the country that had the most one-way destinations or the highest increase in the number of one-way uh, destinations or, or moves. And the Charleston, North Charleston area is number three in the country for, um, for, for folks that are moving to, to, to this area. And there was an interesting quote that was um, said by a lady named Tanessa Edwards, who's the president of U-Haul for coastal South Carolina. She said, one reason I think people are packing up their U-Haul trucks and heading to the Charleston area is because of the strong economy. North Charleston has been at the center of the state's economic development plans and the Charleston, North Charleston market is unmatched when it comes to a business friendly environment. Companies of all sizes are moving here and bringing employees with them. And Charleston's also a top destination for visitors because of its charm. It's a historic city with cobblestone streets and colorful buildings and landmarks on every corner. It's just hard not to fall in love with the character of a place like Charleston. Well, that, and those are very kind words. The secret's been out for quite a while now. I mean, how many times have we gotten, you know, number one travel destination in the world by Traveler Magazine or Con Nast or you know, number one place to retire. I mean, we've, we have no shortage of accolades here in Charleston. And so, of course, over the past several years, especially this, you know, the, the post, really the, the market, once people kind of figured out what was going on with COVID and we were over the shock factor of it, everyone packed up their bags and said, well, if I can move anywhere, might as well live somewhere I like. And they chose Charleston. And so we have had a massive increase over the past several years and just our, our population in transactions, it's driven prices way up. It's depressed listing inventory because a lot of the folks that, you know, let's just call it a few years ago that were looking at a 3% interest rate, they could say, hey, you know, we could, we've owned our home for a few years. We could sell our home. We've got a ton of equity and we could go and buy something that's more expensive, spend some of that equity, maybe even put some of that in the bank, pay off some other debt put it toward retirement, what have you, and be left with a payment that is the same or lower than we have now for a less expensive house. I mean, it was a very attractive proposition to move over the past several years. Well, then, of course, 2023 hit last year and interest rates essentially went from 3% to 8%, right? It was the fastest increase or the biggest increase in, in mortgage rates in recorded history the acceleration of those rates. And so it really dumped a pail of water on this, you know, this market that had been on fire for so long. And when you're looking at prices that really haven't deflated, in fact, actually went up a little bit along with payments that more than doubled, a lot of people kind of transitioned from, well, hey, why not move now? It kind of makes a lot of sense. Well, that then shifted to, well, why move now? I mean, we've got a great interest rate. What's, what are we hoping to accomplish other than we can afford it and we've done well and we just want a bigger, better space? Uh, or of course, life happens and there's, there's plenty of unhappy reasons to sell a property and buy something else. And those transactions will, will always occur. You know, with, We're probably going to finish the year at a little over 4 million transactions nationally, which is significantly lower than what we've been used to. 
But what's been nice is that interest rates have come down in the short term. You know, we went from peaking in October to a little over 8%, which was the highest it had been um, in 23 years. You know, mortgage applications were the lowest they'd been in 28 years. So now we're back down into like the mid six range, mid to upper 6% range for a 30 year fixed mortgage. So that for the everyday buyer of an average priced home in our area is going to save them probably $500 a month in mortgage payments. That's a big deal. When we're talking about percentages of income that probably haven't increased all that much. Maybe they have for what it is that you do. There are plenty of industries that are struggling, trying to keep up with everything that's been happening, you know, economically and the increased cost of really everything. So, What's interesting, though, is when I look at this, when I look at this data and then I report this back to you guys to help you kind of understand the trends within the marketplace, typically what happens around this time of year is we see a big drop off in the number of homes that are available for sale. It happens almost every year, right? On January 1st, hundreds, sometimes thousands of homes basically disappear from the market. Now, why is that? Well, it's because most listing agreements that the sellers sign with their real estate agent expire at the end of the year. It's just the nature of how agents write contracts, I suppose. So what happens is January 1st hits and anybody that had their home on the market that didn't sell then gets bombarded with phone calls from real estate agents saying, Hey, your home's off the market. I want to sell it or I've got a buyer or whatever. Um, and those homes eventually, most of them eventually return to the market, but a lot of them choose to list in March and April because they think that's a busier time of the market. And it is, but it's also when there's more competition. So we always advise our clients that don't necessarily have a specific time frame that they need to adhere to, to list in January rather than in March because of the lower amount of competition, right? And we've been talking to a lot of folks over the past several days about selling their house and we're doing these comps, we're running our analysis and there's hardly anything for sale in the neighborhoods that they want to sell their homes in. Now that's a blanket statement. Of course, there are going to be some neighborhoods that have more than others. There are going to be plenty of neighborhoods that have just nothing for sale. And if you remember several years ago before COVID, I mean, you'd drive into a neighborhood and there'd be four, five, six, seven, ten homes for sale that you could just see while driving to your home in the back of the neighborhood. I know I, I used to be able to. That's changed. But what's interesting this year is that we didn't get that big decrease in inventory like we anticipate getting every year. Now, why is that? Well, I think it's because a lot of people want to sell their home. They need to sell their home. And we only have about 2,900 homes available for sale in the Charleston Tri-County market, residential properties. And that's still significantly lower than where we were before COVID, which was at about 5,500. So we still have depressed inventory. But what's interesting, again, is that the number of homes for sale really remain unchanged. That tells me that there are a lot of people out there that are motivated to sell. Now, if you're a buyer and you're looking at a property, what a lot of folks will do is they'll take, if, let's say that they've, they've been on the market for three months or six months. What they'll do is they'll basically cancel the listing and then they'll relist it, right? It'll look like a fresh new listing. Now, sometimes that works. It's basically just a trick. 
but a lot of websites and of course real estate agents have historical data on properties, right? We know how long that home has been on the market, how many times it's been on the market, what the prices were, when it last sold. All of that information is literally one click of a button in the MLS and we can get an entire history on a property. Of course, when we're working with buyers, we want them to understand the history of that property so that if they see a new listing hit the market and they're like, oh, this looks interesting. We can say, well, you know what? That's actually been on the market for six months. They just relisted it and they relisted it at the same price. So what, you know, what reason is there to believe that by relisting it at the same price that it is now worth that price if they've been marketing it for six months at that price and it hasn't sold? So I think if you're a buyer out there and you're looking at some of these listings, even if they look like new listings, if you're working with a real estate agent, they can tell you whether that's actually a new listing or not. But what I would say is that the majority of people that are listing this time of year are motivated to sell because a lot of them just, you know, we're getting back into the swing of things, right? Trying to get back into the daily grind and uh, they just don't want to fool with it. They'd rather put it back on the market when they think they have the highest chance of selling, which Again, there are more buyers in March and April, but there are also more listings. So I think strategically, it makes sense if you're a seller to think about putting your home on the market now while there's low inventory, uh, because who knows what's going to happen with inventory here over the next several months. I mean, it's certainly not going to skyrocket and get up to like, you know, four or 5,000 homes. We're st we still have demand in our market. We still have uh, absorption, right? We still have plenty of people moving here, right? As evidenced by those articles that I shared earlier with you. So it'll be an interesting first start to the year. I think that there's plenty of opportunity out there for buyers to, uh, to make some aggressive offers and to get some deals. You know, it's been a while since buyers have had the ability to, to kind of universally get deals on real estate. It used to just be that the deal you got was the deal on the interest rate, right? Because you're not going to win against the seller. There are too many people fighting over the same property. I think now you've got a little interesting window of opportunity. Frankly, if you're a buyer or a seller, um, seller because you've got low competition, buyer because you've got plenty of people that have now spilled over into 2024 that didn't sell last year, right? They're probably frustrated. They're concerned. They're tired. And if you're a buyer, that's kind of the position you want to catch them in, right? You can be their saving grace, but you know, you want a good deal. They're probably in a position to give it to you. So, we're going to keep talking about all this stuff. We've got a bunch of great information to share today. But of course, if you'd like to reach out to me, if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, again, I've been selling real estate here for 19 years. Uh, I've done a, about a billion dollars worth of uh, real estate volume here locally. And uh, we'd love the opportunity to earn your business. I still sell real estate as you know my main job. Of course, we do the show on the weekends. But um, if you're interested in reaching out to me personally to have a discussion about working together, my phone number is 843 800 0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or you can check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or finally, you can send me an email, brian at brianbeattyteam.com. Stick around, folks, for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA. Stay tuned for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Have a real estate question? Ask Brian Beatty. Contact Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-888-0065. That's 843-888-0065.